episode of Untrue Crime, where fiction meets felonies. I'm Alex. And I'm Belle. Today's episode includes content warnings for infanticide, murder, and hypothermia. This is your fair warning that this podcast uses explicit language before someone walks in at the wrong time. As a last warning, today's episode includes infanticide, murder, hypothermia, and frostbite. Let's get this started, shall we? We shall. For episode three, we are taking you to the world of Cassini. Cassini is a vibrant planet with many different species and races across it. Magic is standard, and it manifests in many forms. Anyone can wield magic. It is only a matter of how good one is at it. Cassini's stories will often take place in the Isles of Casimir, where political figures across the globe meet. This story takes place just outside of Casimir. But let's talk about the most important figure in today's episode, Lachlan Slora. Lachlan's past is very unclear until the murder of her family. She was young and didn't talk about it to her caretaker very much, and thus many pieces are no longer in her memory. Lachlan is a knight on the Isles of Casimir, renowned for her swordsmanship. She serves Queen Philomena specifically, and the Isles in general. She's also the personal guard for Anayu Iceblink, a performer from yet another country in the same world. It would be easy to write Lachlan off as quiet, and it wouldn't be an unfitting adjective. She speaks little but hears much. She makes few connections with other people, considering them to be dangerous in her line of work. Her oath to serve the Isles of Casimir is the most important thing to her, and she never breaks a promise. Therefore, being close to others could cause her loyalties to shift, which she cannot allow. She enjoys swordplay and taking time for herself, but nothing brings her joy like winning. She's a force of nature when angry, but luckily, she rarely passes irritation or frustration. She is seeking revenge on those that attacked her family to this day, but has been unable to find them. But that's the present. First, we must look back to the year 4985. Damn. What year are we in right now? 4,999. Wow. So this is, this is... How futuristic are these people? They are they are advanced. They have a very advanced magical world. Um, uh, okay, they have not so they don't have out, iPhones? No, they do not have iPhones. They do not have electricity. But they sure do have a lot of cool magic, so... Okay. Do they have, like, magic iPhones? No. Okay, awesome. We open on the edge of the country of Leafen, not far from the Isles of Casimir. A family of four humans, including a one-month-old baby, are trundling through the woods, heading toward a village on the shores. It's the 19th on the coldest month of the year. Why the fuck is a (laughs) one-month-old baby on this treacherous journey on the coldest month of the year? Um, well, I assume they just didn't want to leave the baby behind. If the baby is one month old, that means it would have been born during the winter, uh, when they were still traveling, because they are traveling salesmen that sell animal furs. So, you can't just leave your baby in a random-ass town. I guess so, okay. They have a wagon, though, so I suppose that's- Wagons that's are a not bonus. warm. No, but at least- the mother who had a baby a month I ago guess, can sit down. I guess with our previous discussion of, oh, well, how advanced is their society? I, I suppose that they would have magic-heated blankets. They do, but this family just doesn't own any because they are poor. That is so sad. Classism they is... They sell animal skins. They do. They have animal skins to keep them warm, but this this is a society with a lot of classism. It's oh, okay. a rampant issue. So, the sun is beginning to set as the wagon kicks up snowy dirt on the path. The family's horse pulls the wagon, where Yetzel and Neva Slora sit with their two children, one-month-old Mazen Slora and their daughter Lachlan, who is six years old. I like the name Yetzel. Me too. It sounds like pretzel, which makes me think that she is like a pretzel woman. He is pretzel. That is, he... a, that is guy's name. Yes. 
He is Yetzel. He is Yetzel? He is Yetzel. Oh, that's really disappointing. I'm sorry. Okay, well, do we at least know the horses' names? No, that is not in my notes. Why? I didn't think you were going to ask me about it, so I did not check. I'll try to do better next time. Lachlan is in the back of the wagon while her parents sit up front. She watches the stars overhead. Is this not- like when you're in the back seat of your parents' car and you flick the lights on and off and they're like, stop, that is illegal. Do you think it's illegal? No, I think... What is Lachlan doing to annoy her parents on this long journey? Because we know it's something. Standing up in the wagon. Oh. Um, and her mom has to keep being... Her mom, Neva, not Yetzel, oh has God. to keep being like, sit down, because otherwise she's going to fall out. But it's not quite the same thing. I assume any form of light source would be actually helpful. Like, mm-hmm. if, if Lachlan had, like, a little lantern, then I think that would illuminate the path around them. And that would actually be beneficial rather than a hindrance like in a car. Can she pick, kick the back of their seat? She totally could. Awesome. Awesome. She could be a really annoying road trip buddy if she Is wanted she? to. I think that she's a moderately annoying road trip buddy, but she's also like a little kid. So it's like, yeah, what do we really well, expect from her? Yeah. As Maze and Slora would also be an annoying road Maze trip buddy. Maze and Slora would be a difficult road trip buddy because not only is... He one month old and thus very vulnerable in the coldest month of the year. But also he mentioning he that. <laughs> yes. It's very cold. It's cold. And as I assume they don't have formula, that mom has to whip out her <laughs> and it's frigid out. Uh, that can't be cozy. Yeah. I, I wouldn't think so. It's not a problem I've ever had, so I don't have children. Yeah, I, I know. Okay. So, they traveled on in the dim light, as it is never truly dark on Cassini. They have these rings around their planet, which glow, and thus it is never actually totally dark on their planet, unless you go, like, underground or into an enclosed space. So how dark are we thinking? Nautical twilight. What? Nautical twilight is the official term for how dark it gets on their planet, which is like the sun has set, but it's not dark yet. Okay. A warm inn to spend the night at where they can sit around a fire and cozy up into quilted beds. They're about an hour from their goal when Lachlan spotted figures in the rapidly darkening night. Was this when she was standing up or sitting down? This is when she was standing up. Okay, so her mom couldn't see her, Yetzel, as we know. Yetzel's the father. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, he's the mother now. So when Yetzel could not see her, she was standing up, so she was the only one that could see them. Yeah. Okay. She spotted them first, so. Go, Lachlan, go. Go, Lachlan, go. The Sloras were ambushed by people with weapons. They wielded ugly looks with their sharp blades and went after the supplies in the wagon as well as the people inside. Yetzel tried to fight back with a knife that he seized from their wares but was overpowered while Neva tried to give the baby to Lachlan, telling her to run, but she was grabbed by the hair and dragged over the side of the wagon with the baby in her arms. Neva hit the ground, screaming. Lachlan, only a child, didn't know what to do, but she was told to run, so she took off into the woods, gasping for breath as she fled. The men didn't notice her escape, giving her time to get away. Damn. That's harsh. It is unfortunate. 
It's more than unfortunate. It's deeply unfortunate. It's deeply unsettling and unfortunate. It's traumatic, one could even say. One, one could even say that much. One could put that label on it. Why did they attack them? We're getting there. Okay. There's, there's theories I'm too on eager. That. Yeah. We, you, gotta, you gotta wait your turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't know exactly what happened for the rest of the night. Lachlan didn't say much on record about it. What we do know is that she ran for a very long time before becoming exhausted. She tried to find her way back to the wagon, but it was in vain, and eventually she collapsed under a tree. A blizzard blew in that night, covering everything in fresh snow, including Lachlan. She was lucky to be beside a tree and to have been dressed warmly because she was able to curl in on herself. That saved her life. The next morning, she was found. See, across the water in the Isles of Casimir, there is a grand castle. It's a castle that covers an entire island. So the Isles mm-hmm. of Casimir has its biggest island where the castle is, covers the whole thing, and then it has smaller islands where the villages are. That castle has a tower for birds to deliver mail in. This seems like a really random direction for you to go. It is a very important direction for me to go, okay, not to up. worry. It is important. The keeper of the birds is this old man named Dane Eines. Often referred to simply by his surname, Eines is the keeper of the messenger birds. He lives in a high tower in the castle, looking after the animals and caring for their every need. He knows each and every one of them, despite there being many, and loves each individually. People usually consider him antisocial, but that is simply not true. Eines loves people, but few take the time to get to know him. Lonely would be a much better descriptor. Oh, I know. he's a cute old man. His wife died, so he doesn't have anybody oh. to live with him anymore. No. Yeah. He greatly dislikes conflict, and people anticipate him retiring or passing away soon. Yet what? He seems to keep on what? Going. He's Wait, very old. What? They just sit around and are like, "Yeah, Dane's gonna die soon." Well, he's human, and he's seventy-six, and like the average for age for humans to die at is like eighty. So. But that man must walk up so many stairs. He does. He's there's, probably there's a in huge the winding staircase. That goes up into the tower. And then, so in the section with the birds, above it is where he lives. And he has to climb a ladder to get up So he's ripped. He's probably got, like, ripped calves. Oh, my God. So he's got the thickest calves known to man. He's doing doing great physically as far as his legs go. Mentally? Mentally, he is very old. So he can get a little forgetful and things like that. But he's not, like senile okay that's that's pretty good for him yeah but people do expect him to die soon and him have to be replaced because he's very old and you know do other creatures live longer than humans yes for example there are the poles who live in arc sink and i've never heard of them yes they live to be about 500 years old so it really wow. just depends on what you are. But Dean is a human, so he gets like eighty, and that he's seventy-six. So unfair. It is not fair, and it is. I assume it's very unfortunate for making friendships too. I assume so. It would be unless you like make friendships with people that like live around the same pace as mm-hmm. you. Because if I were like a poles and I was making friends with a human. I would be really sad because that human would die a long time before me. Yeah. Especially if you were both the same age. Yes. When you, like, originally became friends, then one would have to move on without the other. Exactly. It would suck. And one would still be in the prime of their life. Exactly. Exactly. Not even in the prime of their life. Like, their early 20s. Mm Mm-hmm. And the other one is dead. Yeah. But Just I bet, dead. (laughs) I bet until the other one dies, some friendships can outlast that kind of thing. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So... 
On the morning after Lachlan nearly froze, Dane Ines was traveling across the water by ferry boat to fetch a pine cone. A why? A pine cone. A pine cone. Why was... Why was he getting a pine cone? I am so glad you asked. Oh, no. <laughs> so, he has these birds, right? Yes. And one of them is a crow named What Terrence. do the birds do? The birds deliver mail. So, we've got this really advanced uh, magical society, and they still send bird mail? Yes. It's kind of like how nowadays we have, we have FaceTime, but we still have USPS. I guess that's true. Sometimes there's something about a handwritten letter, and there's something about packages too. So okay, okay. So you gotta have. Your I suppose bird, you gotta have your bird mail. These are magic birds. So they're magic they're, birds. Yes, they're not just regular birds. They're super smart birds. They're a little bit tougher than regular birds. So okay. they can carry your packages, and you can be like, deliver this to this location, and they will fly your package to that location. Oh, provided they remember the location. That's awesome. Yeah. So, one of these birds that he's got is a crow, a magic crow, named Terrence. And Terrence is a bitch. Wow, okay. Terrence! I I was going to ask if he named it, but that was a very drastic sentence that I did not expect to happen. Terrence does not like any of the gifts that he is given. He just likes pine cones. Or rather, he liked a specific pine cone, which he dropped out of the tower and broke. Kind of like a cat. You know how you buy your cats nice toys and they're yeah. like, no, I want the box it came in. One one of the kitten's favorite toys is a yellow string that we don't know where it came from and it's knotted and it doesn't look good and she still picks it up and she brings it to us to hang above her and then she just bats at it. Yeah, my cats, they never like the things that I get them. They just like, you know, other things that are breakable like, you know, things that are all on my dresser that can yes. be knocked over. So, it's kind of like that. So, Dane is being a very good bird dad, and he is going to get another one from the closest forest. Why is he going to get it? Because he loves his bird. Can he not send a bird to do it? They're both, they're all very intelligent. He could send a bird to do it, but I think it's more of like a, a fatherly thing where it's like, I will get you a pine cone, my bird. Okay. You know? Okay. So, I think he's just, he's trying to do something Like nice. when I take a hairband off of my hairband string to give to it's my cat? Exactly. Okay. okay. So, he is going to the closest forest to get a replacement. Dane is and this is the closest forest? Yes, it's across the water. So they do have a magic ferry, which will go faster than a regular ferry, and it's, like, paddled. Oh, like a speedboat? Not, like, speedboat <laughs> fast. <laughs> Not, like, speedboat fast, but maybe, like, ferry boat, like, like with, what are they called? You know the boats with the big wheels that turn? Yes. Paddle steamer. Okay. Okay. Goes about as fast as a paddle steamer. Okay. So... It is a faster ferry, but there's not a lot of forestry on the actual Isles of Casimir because they're islands and there's not a lot of space. Mm-hmm. So most of that is taken up by development, the town and stuff. And the island he lives on, the biggest one that has the castle, is just castle. So he's going oh, across the water. only interior? Like, is it just a large building that they have a ton of rooms in? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. They it's, have no outside areas whatsoever? They have small outside areas, but it is pretty much all just castle property. He can't just, like, yoink a pine cone. Okay. He wouldn't find Would a pine cone Would that be stealing anyway. from the royal family? Probably. Okay. Probably. And he could get executed for that. So, he is going in his ferry boat across the water to Leafen, which is actually known for its export of woods because it is just covered in forests. Okay. So, he's going to get a pine cone. And animal skins. 
Yeah, yeah. Animals, animal skins, and breeze. So he's up early in the morning. He's trekking through the snow in the forest, and he sees a lump huddled beside a tree. Turns out it was Lachlan's Laura. She's barely conscious when he finds her, so he forgets about the pine cone that he came all no! the way for. I know. No! Yeah. His and pine cone! His pine cone. And he went all the way across the water in the ferry boat for Oh my god. Cone. But he, he does his best, so he carries her back to the ferry as fast as possible and rushes her to the castle, since that's the closest warm place he can think of. It's closer than the closest village. Is it? Yes. It's across the water, though. Yeah, but he has a magic ferry boat that goes faster. Oh, okay. So, he takes her to the boat, and when he gets to the castle, he treats her of her injuries. Lachlan ends up losing a few fingers, unfortunately, but she still grew up to be a knight. But unfortunately, it wasn't the best process when he was taking care of her. He got a doctor to come check her out, and the doctor was a royal doctor, and he wouldn't do anything for her because okay. she was not royal in classism and stuff. And she yes. was not, you know, high ranking in the servants or anything like that. So it's possible that she might have been able to have kept a finger had she gotten proper medical treatment sooner. Mm-hmm. But she was out there all night in the freezing cold. And there are things Dane could have done better. There are mermaids that live in the waters between the castle and Leifen. So... If he had some way to contact a mermaid, I guess he could have contacted one of them and asked them for one of their doctors or something like that. I bet they would know if a fairy... Because it's an island, so Mm -hmm. it's got to be rather shallow. So I bet they would know when fairies crossed over. Yeah, so there are are things he could have done better, but I suppose he was just in a panic. He did his best. He's old. Yeah. And the rest of the Slorans? They were found dead that day, including baby Mason. Now, we don't have very much evidence to go off of in this case. We have the testimony of a very traumatized six-year-old who saw people attack her family when it was hard to see outside and then lost consciousness. We have Dane and the ferryman's testimonies, but they weren't there at the crime scene. It was presumed to be a bandit attack because there had been some in the area, but it was never confirmed. And if it was bandits, they're still at large. Lachlan has sworn revenge on them, but it has been a fruitless effort thus far. We only really have one theory for this case, and that is that it was a random bandit attack. I mean, like, there's no way that she can find these people. No, which is, which, there's no way she would ever be able to How old is she now? Now, she's in her 20s. Oh my god, yeah, no, she's never gonna find these people. And they won't remember her. No. So it's not like she can go around asking, like, hey, did you kill this Did you you slaughter my family? Exactly. Excuse me. Did you slaughter the Sloras? Excuse me, sir, was this something that you did? Was this a crime you committed? And then no one would admit to that anyway. Exactly. They'd be like, yes, little girl, I killed your family, including your one-month-old brother. Yeah, so I'm... I'm not optimistic. I'm not optimistic, no. I think that her queen should get a bunch of people that are going to die anyways, rally them up... Dress them like bandits, oh release them into the woods, and say, Lachlan. Release them into the woods. Lachlan, they're out there. And then sick Lachlan on them and let them die that way. Well, that's one solution. I Maybe it would bring her some peace of mind. Maybe it wouldn't. It, would, it wouldn't because her issue is with the bandits, of course. But if she's seeking revenge, she's been seeking it so fruitlessly over and over and Which, over Oh, again. I thought you implied that we would tell Lachlan no. that those were the bandits. And then no, we would. would. And, and we she would believe that and she would murder them. And then she'd be like, haha, I did it. I yeah, but that would never make her happy, would it? No, it wouldn't. Exactly. That's something that Dane struggled with for years is trying to get her to understand her revenge is not going to fix it and is not going to bring her family back. Not yes. to say that these bandits don't deserve to get royally fucked up. They totally do. 
they tried to, to murder a six-year-old. And they also did murder a baby. A baby. So that's not right. And we don't condone murder here on this show in most cases. There in are some, most cases. There, there are, are some, some cases, cases where we condone murder. And more on that later. Season three. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. We were supposed to talk shit in this episode. Oh my god. About your drama teacher. About my drama teacher. Okay. All right. Here it is, everyone. My, we are practically done with the story anyway. So my middle school director was a nightmare. She, I will not say any names because that's not right. But I personally believe that she was verbally and emotionally abusive to children. She, the worst thing she ever did to me is not something I could state on this podcast. Oh my god, I know this. Because it is too much personal embarrassment for me and I just, I can't handle it. I will tell you about a different thing. She, one time we were in a rehearsal with the advanced choir and stuff that I was in. And so it was like, it was smaller. It didn't have like, you know, the regular you know, choir students in it. It had the people that were, like, diehards desperate to please her and would mm-hmm. never say anything about her bad behavior to, like, administration or something like that. We were we were just rehearsing. We weren't, like, performing or anything. And she started yelling at me because I wasn't smiling. And I was, like, really upset about it because she just kept yelling at me. And she yelled and she yelled until I cried. And then she... I know. And she... <laughs> Uncomfortable. The rest of the choir was singing this, like, snappy little 40s piece called Don't Sit Under the Apple Tree. She, They were all started slowing down because they were like, oh, shit. Alex is getting in trouble. And so my director, like, whirls on them and goes, keep singing! Like Ursula. Yeah. Keep singing! Exactly. And she kept... She made them keep singing, like, really uncomfortably while she yelled and yelled and I cried and cried and she kept yelling at me and telling me to smile and she would not stop until I smiled. So I was standing there, smiling, with tears streaming down my face and she then she's like, okay, now sing. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who does that to a child? That's awful. It is awful. Although there are many embarrassing things that she did to me when we were in middle school. It was genuinely awful. She totally ruined performing for me. I never went back to performing after I realized that, you know, it was it was gone. She had kind of, like, killed my love for it. Oh. Um, so. Awesome. I know. I know. Killing children's passions. That's her. So, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of her. I think that she's the worst, but she doesn't work at my school anymore. She is now terrorizing children in a different city. Wow. So I feel very bad for those children, but also she was not a teacher when my brother went to middle school. So that's all I can really really ask for. Yeah. Yeah. Did your brother do choir? No, but he he did have to exist in the same hallway as her. Mm Mm-hmm. She was just so petty and vindictive that I didn't want her anywhere near him. That makes sense. Yeah. So, that's the shit talk that I I promised everyone for this episode. Yay! I don't think she should have a teaching license. I think she should be fired. Yeah, we actually, we had a graveyard by our school, and people used to joke that it was filled with the children that she killed. Oh my god. Because she was so awful. That's terrible. It is! She was such a monster. I cannot stand her. And I hope she's listening to this podcast. And I hope that she knows I'm talking about her.
anyway. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Send in your thoughts, theories, questions, and comments to untruecrimethepodcast at gmail.com, all lowercase, for a chance to be featured at the end of the season during our Q&A. Bye! Bye!